0: Ciao Bianconeri. Ciao, Bianconeri! Hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody, to the Bianconeri show. We are very excited to be back. I am Juve AJ, and with me once again is my lovely co-host, Martina. Martina, you're a designer. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Good as always.
0: It's amazing to be back with you guys. We had um, some issues in the past week that we were trying to resolve until we can uh, go ahead and continue with this podcast. But we are back and be ready because there will be a weekly show.
1: Yes, 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 yes. We are back and stronger. Now, Serie A started, so there is a lot a lot to talk about.
0: Let's go ahead and get started with the match day number 1. Juve faced Parma in an away game. It was a 1-0 victory for Juventus, but I think it could have been a lot more goals scored by Juve.
1: Definitely, we had a lot of chances during this game, mostly Ronaldo. He had like 7 but only one went in, sadly.
0: Yeah, so Juve started the game in a typical 4-3-3 Sarri ball formation. Chesney in the net, De Cilio on the right flank, Bonucci and Kellini as the center backs, Alexandro on the left, Kedira, Pjanic and Matuidi in the center mid, and Ronaldo, Iwain and Douglas Costa up top.
1: It was a little bit weird to see Matuidi in the starting lineup, in my opinion, since all the preseason games he did not play in the starting lineup. But, I mean, basically Juve played um, with the old players, you know, none of the new ones, except, I mean, Higuain, but he was, um, you know, on a Juve player before. But what do you think of the lineup? Were you expecting it to be like this? Did you expect to see any new player in the starting lineup?
0: Yeah, in part, I expected most of the players who started to start. Um, for example, the back line and um, Pjanic and kedira as there has been a lot of Talk about uh, Sarri really liking Kedira and wanting him to stay. Uh, the biggest surprise for me was that, you, as you said, uh, Matuidi starting over Raviot, since we saw Raviot play almost all the preseason games. He was one of the players with the most minutes in preseason, and he was showing a lot of potential and a lot of good play. So I think Sarri being sick and not being able to be at the game influenced a lot in the starting eleven. Obviously, we have two tough fixtures to start the Serie A campaign. Um, obviously Parma was the first challenge which we got through and then Napoli coming up but I think you were playing it safe at least until after the international break when Sarri is back and we can start experimenting with some of these new players.
1: The first Serie A goal of this season was scored by the one and only Chiellini. Not the most beautiful goal, a little bit of crazy goal, you know. Those Chiellini goals are always a little bit sketchy, but it was it was still beautiful, still a goal, still super happy. And mostly that our captain score.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing, uh, it was an amazing first goal for Chiellini, our captain, to get that uh, that first goal, not only for Juve but for the start of the Serie A. Uh, 2019 2020 campaign Uh, i was really happy when i saw him score because i actually got his away jersey um his new one so i i think i made a good investment on that end
1: it was the lucky charm
0: of course um other than Chiellini's goal, we did see Ronaldo miss a couple of chances in the first half. He had a clear header that he usually simply tucks into the back of the net. A he
1: beautiful ha- pass by a a bea-
0: Kedira. A beautiful pass by Kedira. Um, we also saw one where we had a, a nice build-up play and Ronaldo was pretty much one-on-one with the goalie and his shot went uh, far left on the wide.
1: That one was a beautiful, you know, that Sarri ball between the players.
0: Sarri ball. We saw Wayne getting involved. Mm-hmm. I really liked him in this game. He, he was really, you know, he. it felt like there was a lot of chemistry there in the, in the build-up and him being able to make those key passes to Ronaldo.
1: Yeah, he was doing an amazing job as a nine, you know, holding the players, making those passes to Ronaldo and Douglas as well.
0: Yeah, I was surprised uh, how well Iwain played. In the preseason, he wasn't too strong, but I think he's finding his role in the team now that uh, it's pretty clear that he's not going to leave. And I mean, if he keeps playing like that and he plays like that against, you know, the bigger teams in the big moments, then, you know, I'm not complaining
1: Definitely. um, I don't know if you guys remember, but Higuain had a lot of emotional problems in the past with him being kicked out of the team, then moving to another one and another one. So now if he feels like more safe since he's at Juve and he's staying, then maybe that will definitely make an impact, you know?
0: for sure and then finally we saw that ronaldo disallowed goal by var the, the, the first sue was canceled by var i was so mad especially when we saw that offside it, i mean it was just i don't know uh, i get i don't know like the technology is there and if his shoulder was where the var official put it then okay it's all right that it was disallowed but I don't know I mean VAR still has humans interacting with it and putting you know the the offside lines on the shoulders you know that's all human it's not a computer that's doing that and so there's always a margin for, for error but uh, we saw we saw a similar one with a Manchester City game uh, two weeks ago so you know if VAR is doing the right thing It's a controversy that I think will get solved throughout the season and throughout the next upcoming seasons. But I don't know. It was such a beautiful goal. I was so sad when I saw it disallowed.
1: Yeah, because Douglas made that tremendous run, like half of the field and then just have it, you know, disallowed by VAR was just sad.
0: Especially when we see some terrible calls in VAR. But uh, we'll get to that a little bit later.
1: Yeah, so the first half of the game ended um, 1-0 for Juventus. Then in the second half, I mean, there wasn't that much action. I mean, the team was barely playing, back to boring. I mean, nothing really happened. Um, we had a couple of changes. Kedira was substituted by Rabiot and Douglas Dugla- Dug- Costa by Quadrado and then Iguain by Bernardeschi. There was a lot of, you know, controversy about Bernardeschi coming in and not Divala. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think he went a little more defensive towards the end of the game uh, to try and seal that result. Uh, I, I was surprised to see Cuadrado in for Douglas Costa. Maybe he could have put in Bernardeschi and then Divala the last 10 minutes in for Iwain. But, um, you know, it's it's not Sarri making the changes. I'm sure he has a little bit of hand in it, but I think we're just playing it safe for these first this first match, at least, um, until Sarri gets back and we're going to actually start to see this Sarri ball, uh, football style play.
1: Hopefully, hopefully against Napoli.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game against Napoli, which we will get to soon. So I just wanted to mention some uh, key game stats we actually had 61.4 percent possession um, obviously with ball a possession is key factor of the game uh, I expect that number to rise a little bit as the season goes on we had total passes 510 with 88.6 percent pass accuracy which is pretty good don't you think
1: yeah, it's it's a big number to have. I mean, I don't remember to have such a high number before.
0: Yeah, of those five hundred and ten passes, eighty five of them came from Pjanic with ninety one percent accurate passes and two key passes. So it's it's nice to see that Pjanic is you know filling that role that maybe Jorginho had at Sarri's Napoli and at Sarri's Chelsea. So that kind of uh, that regista role that he's gonna fill into you know during the season.
1: Yeah, Sarri wants Pjanic to have, you know, the most passes in the game and be active, you know, in all the plays. So definitely those numbers are just going to go up.
0: One thing that I think Juve is lacking in, uh, I spoke about it a little bit in the last podcast. We're just not, we're not finishing, man. Always. You know, we had 14 total shots. We always have that problem. We had 14 total shots. Only four of them were on target. Um, Obviously, Ronaldo missed a couple key chances that he could have easily, easily put into the back of the net on one of his best days. He had one chance with a beautiful strike with his left foot that the goalie um, was able to save. But I mean, 14 shots. We should have. We should be getting more on target, and we should be getting way more goals. Um, they're going to be necessary, especially during these big matches when we play Napoli, when we play Champions League football. So that's one thing that I think Saturday is going to be going to be working on. You know, during these next few weeks.
1: I mean that problem has been in Juve for a long time and as for no, as of right now nobody solved it i mean we brought in Ronaldo. yes he made a difference but those goals are still not there
0: i think they're coming they're coming i think
1: uh, i mean the better be
0: <laughs> soon enough we're going to be we're going to be scoring uh, a lot of goals in games especially with du Las costa you know the way he's handling the ball, it's pretty amazing. Um, making those passes into Ronaldo and this tiki-taka-style play with Iwane, Douglas, the midfield. I like it. I like the way the team played. Um, the second half was a little more boring. I think we were uh, protecting the result a little bit too much. But we still had a couple chances that we could have uh, easily ended the game 3 or 4 nil
1: one player that actually stood out in this game that a lot of people don't like and are always complaining is Decilio. I mean, I don't know where all the hate is for him. I mean, he's a good player. He's not the best one, but he's a good player. And in this game, his stats proved it. He had 87% accurate passes, 100% duels won, the most out of all the players, 100% dribbles succeeded, and two clearances. I mean, these are very good stats.
0: Yeah, on the defensive end, I think he was pretty good. Um, he had, like you said, he had a 7 out of 7 duels won, um, which is pretty good on the defensive end, but. I don't know. I, th- I still think he's lacking on the on the offensive end. His passes sometimes aren't as accurate. His decision-making, uh, you know, in that final third needs some work. But I don't know. I mean, now that Cancelo's gone, he definitely has a chance to be that starting right-back for Juve. Um, obviously, he's received a lot of criticism. He used to be, you know, this prospect as a young player. He really didn't fit into those shoes that people were kind of expecting him to fit into. But with Danilo now, who's more of more of an offensive player, um, I think they're gonna they're gonna take turns in that right back role, depending on their opponent and how Sarri wants to play. If he wants a more defensive uh, game, or if he wants a little bit more attacking from um, his right back.
1: Yeah, that will definitely change between games depending on who the other team is and how the other team play, you know?
0: Yeah, so overall, I think you've uh, had a pretty good game. Obviously, we only got one goal, but we see, I mean, we saw that, you know, we could have easily had three, four, just from, just from Ronaldo in that first half. But, you know, going forward, we cannot lose that many chances in the box. But now moving on to the other Serie A games that we saw this weekend. Um, It seems like Serie A is going to be pretty interesting this year.
1: I'm excited. I see it every year. But I think this year is going to be the one. I think this year there is going to be more competition. More than last year, more than the year before. I think this one is going to be the year of Serie A.
0: Yeah, we've said it the past few seasons when we see that, you know, these rival teams are getting stronger. Um, I'm hoping that the Serie A is interesting this year. Obviously, last year Juventus won it with a lot of games to spare. The year before, Napoli bottled it. um, But Juventus have been winning for eight seasons straight. And I hope this is the ninth but um, but yeah, we saw some interesting games. We saw Napoli with a 4-3 win over Fiorentina. Milan took a loss to Udinese away, 1-0. We saw an incredible comeback by Atalanta um, in a 3-2 win. And that inter that inter game 4-0 against Lecce.
1: There have been very good games in this first match day. Mostly Napoli Fiorentina was an absolutely crazy game. Very controversial and crazy. And Inter is already claiming oh they're that they're gonna win just because they won 4-0. But <laughs> there is a lot to go still.
0: Yeah, it really bothered me, <clears throat> you know, reading all these comments that oh wow Inter won 0 zero I'm like come on it was okay they had a good victory against a team who just came up four 0 they had a red card after it was two nil it was just it was pretty much over um, you know Inter fans are claiming the scudetto after only one match day
1: pathetic <laughs>
0: there's 37 games left come on.
1: Yeah, chill chill wait chill, until you play,
0: wait until you play one of the big boys in the league and then you know then we can start talking but we saw Lukaku score his first official goal for inter um, they also scored three other goals but I think the the main attraction game this week was that Napoli Fiorentina game
1: what let me tell you if you haven't watched it I mean I don't think I think you all know what happened to that game. I don't even know. I don't even know how where to start. I mean, it was pathetic all the way. A game that was literally decided by the referee and VAR.
0: Yeah. So, Napoli, Fiorentina, four-three uh, win for Napoli away. Very, very controversial game. Terrible refereeing all throughout the game. So Fiorentina went up 1-0 after a VAR decision to give them a penalty which um, it was very controversial. It was a handball inside of the box, but as, you know, a Fiorentina player kind of need the ball up, it hit a Napoli player's hand. It was just a really controversial call. The commentators were saying it was a ridiculous call. Um, But eventually, you know, the ref went and took a look at the video replay and he ended up giving the penalty. So Fiorentina scored their first goal um, off of that first penalty. Then Mertens came back down the other side and scored a beautiful goal from outside the box. Um, And then the real madness started that that penalty call on Mertens uh.
1: Let me tell you, if this happened to Juve, like if if Napoli if Juve was Napoli in that game and all of that VAR happened to us, oh my god. Everyone in Serie A would have already started Juventus out of Serie A, kicked them out of the league, they always steal everyone. This is pathetic. I'm so mad.
0: Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible call by the referee. Uh, If you haven't seen that replay, go and watch it. I cannot tell you how angry I was when I was watching that video replay. And I could not believe that they did not go and check it on VAR. I mean, it is clear that Mertens pretty much trips yeah. he trips over air. <laughs> oh my not God. only that, I mean, it, first of all, it was not a penalty at all. Second of all, he should have gotten a yellow for that.
1: Yeah, because that's... He, like, he, nobody touched him. He just fell.
0: It was ridiculous. One of the Fiorentina defenders went to go, you know, head a ball to clear it. He was on the ground, and then, you know, luckily Mertens got a ball that was near him. The, the Fiorentina defender was still on the ground. And then... Mertens just saw that he was on the ground and decided to take a leap for it. It was it was worse than any of Neymar's dives that I've seen. Oh, it way was worse. Oh, it was ridiculous. Oh my and God. The, the ref didn't even doubt it. He saw Mertens fall and immediately went to the penalty spot. You know, VAR was talking to him for like 2 seconds and then and then no, it was a penalty and then Insigne, you know, he pretty good penalty but um, that was I the... thought
1: I thought that all the penalties were supposed to be checked by VAR that's what I thought about VAR
0: so it was it's, it's technically viewed by the VAR officials but you know they didn't tell the referee to go look at it on the video replay so
1: how can someone not realize that that was not a penalty it was a definitely I mean for real I think even Napoli fans yeah. think that that was not a penalty it
0: was a ridiculous call Um, but yeah, Mertens didn't get sanctioned for that dive either. It was just... Usually,
1: usually for, for false, I mean, for things like that, Mertens should have, you know, been banned. Yeah, something, but no, nothing. Crazy. If that happened to Juve, oh my God.
0: Yeah, that was, that's, that's one of the things that really bothered us. I mean, if, if a penalty like that was given to Juve, the entire Serie A would go crazy and start, you know bringing up everything that has happened in u.s past and all of this and but when napoli literally
1: everything would fall
0: but when (laughs) napoli does it oh it's fine it's fine if inter does it oh it's fine i mean
1: anyone if if it happens to anyone it's okay it can go but if it happens to juve oh my god
0: but hey that's what being the best we're stronger
1: yeah we are stronger and if they want to come at us with fake dives and stuff like that, it's fine, it's fine. We will score you two, three, four, five goals and good ones. <laughs> Be ready, Napoli. We're here for you.
0: After that, it was a pretty amazing game. Uh, Fiorentina came back with a 2-2 tie after a corner goal. Then Napoli, with their typical counter attack, scored one on the break. Uh, Kevin priest Made his debut for Fiorentina with an amazing goal off the left post. Then another counterattack by Napoli. And then the VAR madness did not stop. (laughs) Riveri made his debut for Fiorentina. Uh, He was playing an okay match, but towards the end of the match, he got pulled down by the arm by one of the Napoli players right on the edge of the box. It was even debatable if it was inside of the box. And it was a clear grab of the arm. The player even put his knee down to, you know... to Take him down. To take him down, to get more force to take Riveri down. And uh, this game was just crazy ridiculous. I think the, the referee got suspended um, a few days later because of this just terrible refereeing.
1: I mean, it, it was so bad. This is another fault that literally it was a fault like a hundred percent what was like hard to decide was whether it was outside or inside the box but not if it was a fault or not i mean they should have taken their time to think it was if it was a fault you know if it was inside or outside but not if it was or not a fault i mean i don't know that game made me so mad.
0: But Napoli ended up with the three points sitting at the top. Not
1: deserved.
0: Sitting at the top with Juve, uh, Inter, obviously, Torino, and a couple others. But overall, it was a really eventful Serie A weekend. Uh, Serie A had the most goals out of all of the leagues this weekend. And...
1: And then they tell us that we are... You know, only good for, yeah, football. only, we only defend and we don't score. But boom, here we are at the top with the most goals in, you know, in European leagues.
0: Yes, Eddie yeah, Football is changing. Uh, finally, we saw, finally, I'm excited. We saw a couple games with four plus goals and, you know, it was, it was a really exciting weekend.
1: Plus, there, I mean, there are big players joining the league. Of course, some of them are older, but I mean, they're big names now.
0: Yeah, so Lukaku is now at Inter. Alexis Sanchez just completed his season-long move to Inter. Uh, El Chuki, Lozano for all the Mexican fans. Uh, He's now at Napoli. Riveri, obviously, is in Fiorentina with Boateng. Luis Muriel, uh, Colombian, is now playing for Atalanta. He's been in a couple of Serie A teams. Barotelli made his um, comeback to Brescia. And obviously Juventus contracted Delit, Raviot, and Ramsey.
1: And who knows? I mean, there's more to come. And we have still a couple days. The
0: window is not over, so we're going to see what's going to happen in in these next few days. There's been talks of maybe Diwala going back out due to um, PSG maybe selling Neymar to Barcelona, which I don't know what Barcelona is doing. You know, they're giving up so much money to bring him back and, you know, a bunch of players... Uh, once that deal is official, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, you know, the triple eff- the trickle effect that it's gonna take on not only the entire European market but also the Serie A teams. If divala were to leave, then does that open the doors for maybe Kieza coming in, maybe Cardi coming in? Um, you know, there were talks of um of Icardi going out on a loan instead of being sold but Icardi does not want to leave to any other team that is not Juventus so I don't know it's it's funny the way he's kind of just playing Inter they offered him um, Monaco offered for him 65 million plus 10 million just for Icardi Uh, and I mean Icardi saying nope I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to collect my money. He's chilling. Yeah, unless you want to sell me or loan me out to Juve, I'm just going to collect my money.
1: I mean, he has nothing to lose.
0: But anyway, as we said, this Serie A season is looking very exciting. And to kick off week two, we have a couple of exciting games. The first one being obviously Juventus-Napoli.
1: Yes, yes, yes! Come, 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 come at us.
0: The first Juventus home game of the season. And, you know, what a way to kick off the new season at home versus Napoli.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this game. The
0: title race has already started and those three points are going to be crucial for Juventus.
1: They're coming at home.
0: We will be getting back to that in a minute. But there's another big game, the Roma Derby which will be played on Sunday. And it was weird to see, you know, these two big games being played on the same match day since it was said that, you know, there was only supposed to be one big game per match day. But hey, I'll take it.
1: Definitely a very big game. Both of them. I mean, usually these four teams are always, you know, at the top. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who's going to after all win, you know, out of these two games.
0: Now, Roma has some ground to make up after they tied 3-3 their first game. And Lazio had a pretty convincing 3-0 victory away to Sampdoria. So, you know, I think it's going to be a very good game.
1: It's going to be interesting, definitely. But talking about Juventus-Napoli, huge, huge, huge game coming at us. I know it's early in the season, Sarri... It's not 100% sure that he will be there, but hopefully he is there. I mean, it's a huge game, very interesting. Um, I'm I'm excited to see how he's going to line up the team.
0: Of course. I mean, you know, Sarri versus his team that is in his heart, the team that he coached for a couple of years. But hey, you're a Juventus coach now. You have to show up and win. Hopefully he's available for the game, and the lineup. Ah, I think the team is gonna go very, very similar to the team that started versus Parma. Maybe change or two. I would put in Raviot for Matuidi, give us a little more attacking play and a little more physicalness in the midfield. Uh, but in defense, I think it's gonna stay the same, and in attack, this uh, the same. I mean. I don't see the lead starting. I know there's a lot of controversy. You know, we played, we paid a bunch of money for this kid, which is, you know, obviously we paid a lot of money. But, you know, with this new team, this new style of play, especially with two big matches to start out, I think Sarri just playing it safe for now. I mean, you know, the lead obviously has what it takes to be a starting um, center back for Juventus. But I think the fans just have to be a little bit more patient. Delete is patient. I mean, he said after the game versus Parma that, you know, he's going to wait for his turn. His turn will come. And he's being patient. Why shouldn't the fans also be patient?
1: Yeah, we have to be supportive and trust, you know, trust the, the coach. Trust trust the people that actually know the players, the players people that are there with the players daily. So, that's all we have to do. Trust and support. That's it. That's as, what we are fans.
0: As long as we get these these first 6 points before the international break, I think we're going to be good to go.
1: I mean, it's important to get these 3 points against Napoli. That's what I really care about. I hope we play, you know, beautiful football, Sarri ball and bring those points home. It's important.
0: Do you think there's going to be any other change to the starting 11?
1: I think I'm totally with you. I think nothing will change except uh probably Matuidi um out and Rabiot in. That's what I hope. Uh if we need a change, you know. I don't think we need a change anywhere else except that.
0: Now I'm disappointed that Ramsey is injured again.
1: I mean that guy keeps getting injuries and injuries. I mean uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's disappointing, you know. It's this big player we're paying a lot of money and salary and now he's, you know, he wasn't in the in the traveling squad versus Parma because he's having some back pains. I just hope he recovers enough, you know, on time for the Champions League.
1: I hope so as well. If not, who knows? I mean, we're playing this we're playing we're paying this player so much. And if he's only going to have injuries, I mean, I don't know.
0: All right. So what's your match prediction for this Juve-Napoli game?
1: I'm expecting a lot of goals in this game, hopefully, because that's what I like. So I think Napoli is going to score two on us. They are going to start by scoring one and then we're going to have a comeback with the one and only, the GOAT. Ronaldo, And then Napoli is going to score back at us. And then we are going to have two other goals uh, by Higuaín and Douglas Costa. So basically 3-2 for us with Ronaldo, Higuaín and Douglas. What about you?
0: I think a little differently. I think it's going to be a more conservative game. Um, Unlike that Napoli-Fiorentina game, I think we'll win... 2-0. 2-0, one goal from Ronaldo. And I think Divala will come in as a sub and score as well.
1: You don't think Napoli's gonna come back? I mean
0: You know, I think we saw some defensive issues from Juve, um, especially during preseason. But I think I don't know. I think I think we're solid in the in the defense. And bat with Chiellini back and Bonucci beside him, Alexandro was really strong versus Parma. And Decilio was really strong versus Parma defensively. I think we're going to hold up that starting lineup of uh, of Insigne, Mertens, and then whoever plays on the right, whether it be Callejon or their new man, Chuki Lozano.
1: I think we had a little bit of problems in defense against Parma. It was not only on preseason. So, I, th- I mean, it's not that I don't trust the backline, but I feel like Napoli has a very strong attacking, and I, th- I feel like they're going to score on us.
0: I agree. I, I think they have a strong attack, uh, one of the strongest in the league. But, you know, when you have Kilini in the back and Bonucci and Szczesny, who has been very good in goal, I don't know, I think I think we'll keep our, our second clean sheet of the season.
1: Do you think Napoli has the strongest attacking trio or, or Inter or Juve?
0: Um, not Inter, I think.
1: You don't think Inter with um, Lukaku, Alexis... And who and else? Lautaro Martinez.
0: I don't think those three will ever play together. Um, unless they you know Conte goes in a weird formation. But I think Juve has the best attack. I mean, we have Cristiano Ronaldo, which is undoubtedly one of the best players in the world, if not the best. We the have Douglas Costa, who has proved in these last few games that you know, now that he's healthy, he's gonna be one of the key players in the juve attacking force and then you know we have iwain who has been playing very well linking up plays to ronaldo and Duras costa and then if iwain doesn't play we have divala on the the bench and if divala doesn't play then we have bernardeski
1: manzukic yeah i mean we have have a
0: lot of players who can come into the game and change the the um the game if necessary but I think Juve has the best attack in the entire league.
1: Definitely, we're going to see that in the upcoming games. I mean, against Napoli, we're going to see how our three attack attackers are going to play and, you know, the other teams as well.
0: And imagine, you know, Ronaldo, Di Valla, Doulas-Costa up top. Oof.
1: I'm excited. I, I mean, we haven't seen that those three players really playing together, so hopefully.
0: Yeah, I really want to see... Uh, if Diwala stays, I really want to see him in that false nine role, which is where he really strives. So, I think if he if he does play there and Sari, you know, kind of aco- accommodates the system to him and Ronaldo at the same time, it's just a force to be reckoned with. I mean, that starting lineup is going to be insane.
1: Nobody's gonna is gonna be able to stop us.
0: Now, let's move on to Champions League. August 29th, that is the day of this recording, was the Champions League group stage draw. Juventus, if you don't know yet, is in Group D with Atletico Madrid, Bayern Leverkusen, and Lokomotiv Moscow. So we will be traveling to Madrid for our first Champions League matchup on Wednesday, September 18th.
1: Back in Madrid. <laughs>
0: yeah, so obviously we didn't make it to the final there last year. Um, Atletico's brand new stadium. But, you know, if we play the way that we played against them um, during that preseason game, obviously we lost that game. But at the same time, we played amazing football. You know, it was it was crazy that we didn't score more goals than we did.
1: I agree, but at the same time, it's it was just a preseason game. I don't think we can... I don't even think we have to consider that game at all. I think Atletico Madrid has an amazing team. I mean, they are very good this year. But we are as well. Um, I don't think we need to take into consideration that game just because it was preseason. We didn't have all the players. They didn't as well. There were a lot of changes, you know. It it was just preseason. So I'm excited to see that game. I'm a little bit scared because, you know... They have Joao Felix and very big players as well, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. Obviously, Uh, maybe Cristiano scores a hat trick and does the uh, the Simeone celebration. We're gonna see who has biggest
1: cojones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I think the group um, is pretty fair. Bayer Leverkusen obviously has some pretty talented players um, like Kai Havertz and some other attacking players in there so I definitely think there's competition but this is a group that we can come out as the head of the group and then you know hopefully go on to Istanbul and get that trophy back.
1: Let's let's give our prediction um, not only for the first game but also for the group Like, who's gonna be first, second, third, fourth?
0: Okay, go for it.
1: Um, I mean, first, Juve, of course. I believe in the team. I think we are gonna make it. Then, Atletico Madrid, obviously, is gonna be second. Third, Bayern Leverkusen. And fourth, Lokomotiv Moscow.
0: I think the same. I mean, obviously, I'm pulling for Juve to come out ahead of the group. Uh, It's not gonna be easy by any means. Atletico are very strong this year, but I think Juve will pull it off. Especially we have um, we have some good matchups. Uh, after that away game at Madrid, we have two home games, and then we go away to Russia. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting few months to see where we end up um, in the Champions League table. What about the Juve Atletico uh, Madrid predictions?
1: I think it's going to be a tie, uh, either 1-1 or 2-2, which is good for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, any points away at Atleti Madrid will all will obviously be helpful towards getting that top spot. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 with a goal from the man himself, CR7.
1: Damn, So you think we're gonna we're gonna get those three points away?
0: I do think so. I think Juve should end up with at least um, at least 12 or 15 points in this group. So we can get those. If we can get those first three points uh, away at Atleti, it's gonna be you know a good a good uh, kind of bed to base ourselves off of for this Champions League.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely a lot of exciting stuff coming up. I mean, this weekend already and next week's um, for Champions League. I'm excited to see the list for Champions League as well. See who, which players are going to be in the list, which players are going to be out.
0: So three players have to go out. As of right now, it's looking like it's going to be Manzukic, Rugani, and then one more. Who do you think that one player will be?
1: Very, very hard to say. Uh in my opinion, wow. I don't know. I mean, maybe Bentancur.
0: Oh wow! I wasn't expecting that.
1: I mean, Matuidi. If he doesn't leave, he's gonna be in the squad. Uh, Ramsey is gonna be. Rabiot is gonna be. Kedira, obviously, it's gonna be. Pjanic, as well. So then we need a. We need a midfielder to be. You know, out of the squad. And yeah. who else is gonna be? Who be... are you gonna take out? Pjanic, you're gonna take out Matuidi. You're gonna take out Rabiot. You're gonna take out Ramsey It's gonna or be Kedira. hard.
0: It's gonna be hard to choose one of those players to get out. Um, if we don't sell anybody, I think it'll come. Up, it'll come down to who's injured and who's not.
1: Obviously, I mean, if Ramsey is gonna be injured for the rest of his life, not oh, like don't say that. I mean, not that. I'm saying catching injuries after injuries, then it's gonna be him. But I. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to get better and I think he's going to play and I think he's going to make an impact in the team. So that's why I'm not having him out. So the one that's missing is Bentancur. Young player, not a lot of experience. So... I'm sorry. Know. It's
0: gonna be a it's gonna be a tough call for Sarri, but anyways, guys, uh, hit us up. Tell us what you think the Napoli Juve game is gonna end up as, um, and then whatever you think the Juve Atleti game is gonna be.
1: And also, let us know who you think might be the third player to be out of the list
0: yeah for sure so be on the lookout the next episode should be out on sunday after the juve napoli game we are going to try our hardest to record there is a hurricane coming to florida where we are located but we will try our hardest to get this uh episode six the one after the napoli game out before that hurricane comes and potentially uh knocks out the power so be on the lookout for that be sure to follow us on our social media you can follow me at uve aj on twitter or at uve on instagram you can follow martina at uve Designer on all platforms also we are going to be releasing some merch soon um, it's going to be Bianconero wear. Uh, you can find that on Instagram. There's going to be some awesome new shirts, uh, some graphics with dival on it. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, you can find us on all your podcasting platforms and For sure, follow us at Facebook, at The Bianconeri Show, on Instagram, at The Bianconeri Show, and on Twitter, at Bianconeri Show. That's where we will post all updates on new episodes, some news and some great graphics from Yuva Designer.
1: That is also where you can contact us for any questions, any thoughts, any feedback, anything you want. Also, we started a YouTube channel, so follow us there as well. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next one.
0: Ciao Bianconeri!